Coming to you live from Plug Hit Studios in beautiful Largo, Florida, we are keeping you plugged in with episode 443 of F5 Live Refreshing Technology. This week, HP moves away from Android, Microsoft moves towards Beam, and Hulu moves their free service to Yahoo. This show is a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we are here. And wherever you are and however you're joining us, we appreciate you uh, making us part of your day, whether it be uh, Facebook, iTunes, the Podcast Play app in the Windows Store right now, any of the Android, iOS, and Windows Phone podcasters, our homes on Livestream and Stitcher, or of course on our apps, plugitslive.com slash apps. Pick them up for any of the Windows platforms in your life. Uh, this here is F5 Live Refreshing Technology, the flagship show on the Plug Hits Live family of content. We are live Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, give or take. And we go for about an hour, give or take, so long as things don't get in our way. Um, if you're joining us live, which you can do by going to f5live.tv slash join us, you can chat with us live in the studio right now or any Sunday night when we are live. Um, if you're not, that is okay. You can also subscribe to all of our shows by going to f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe buttons on the right-hand side. You can subscribe to this show, The Pilch Point with Avram Pilch, which will be on in just a few minutes. Um, the 3000 Brigade podcast, which is uh, we have a new show next week. Very excited about the the next installment of the series. I think it's next week. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'll be in Miami next week. Um, or our special events, the first looks, or very soon our new series, which we have our first rehearsal for this week. I can't wait. Uh, we will be announcing after our first rehearsal. Um, so you can subscribe to all of those shows there. Uh, pretty great so uh we appreciate however you're joining us though we do really enjoy when people join us live because you can talk to us about the topics and uh we're gonna get into one of our semi-heated topics tonight that abram and i both agree on but uh the rest of the internet does not necessarily always agree with us on so that's always fun and then in uh in the pilch part we're gonna talk about things that are a bad idea to buy right now which we're fully aware is a topic that we do every couple of months, but that's because that's the way it works. But it changes, so. Indeed, the list is different. So, how have you been, Avram? Not bad, not bad. Pretty, pretty decent. Been enjoying the Olympics this week. Indeed, me as well. <laughs> what's been, been What's been your favorite event so far? Uh, well, I love the the female gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's been really exciting to see the just the artistry there yeah. uh, and obviously the swimming who who doesn't love to watch the swimming absolutely so, the swimming races so it's been it's been really cool uh my wife has really gotten into it uh, my son has sort of gotten into it um so as much as as much as he can give attention to a sport for that long sure um i've i've been enjoying obviously the gymnastics um and because i'm like a math person i like statistics i really i really like 
the statistic on on Simone versus Allie in the uh, the individual all around that the different they got gold and silver. And the point difference between gold and silver between the two of them is greater than the difference between gold and silver in the individual all around between 1980 and 2012 combined. Wow. <laughs> so when they say that Simone is the uh, greatest female uh, gymnast of all time, they're not making it up. There are numbers to back that statement up. Wow. I mean, she came into this uh, Olympics people with people saying that, but I think you have to earn some Olympic medals to say that, uh, and she has, so kudos to her. And by a ridiculous margin, <laughs> which is, I think, for me, absolutely the best part of the whole thing is the margin by which she won that play. Uh, because that's ridiculous. But anyway... We're here not to talk about the Olympics, but instead to talk about tech news. So let's do that now. <laughs> this week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Students can save $300 on the Surface Pro 4 and Surface Book right now. You can also pick up a 2TB Xbox One S, the new model, right now. You can save money on the Surface Pro 4, uh, $150, though we will talk about that in about 15 minutes or so. Plus, of course, Office, Office 365, Windows Phone, Windows 10 if you missed the free upgrade. Uh, HoloLens, basically anything that you could think of, you can get by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. So, uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Windows 10, uh, let's talk about Android, kind of, and Windows 10 as well. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about that uh, Dell had made the decision to back away from Android and to put their uh, their efforts in tablets into Windows 10. And this week, HP seems to have followed suit. The majority of their Android tablets have vanished from their website. Um, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, the last I checked, I believe there was one still listed. My guess is because there was still a tremendous amount of inventory left uh, with HP uh, deciding to focus their efforts just like Dell on Windows 10, except on uh, HP's side, since HP has uh, phones on and off, depending on what day it is, HP sometimes has phones. Um, right now, they are also focusing their efforts on Windows 10 Mobile. So that's an interesting development. That's two major players um, in the computing space who have made the decision to step away from Android as their consumer and small business uh, portable operating system. Yep. Well, there's not a lot of money to be made in, in Android unless you're a phone player. I think Android on tablets is... Let's not say it's dead. I mean, people are still buying it, but it's commodity. It's uh -huh. cheap. Cheap stuff. Yeah, you have you know? to compete on price. 
you have to compete on price. Uh, or if you're Amazon, well, I, Amazon does compete on price, but what Amazon I think brings to the table is also a completely different ecosystem. Yeah. That's arguably not even Android. Like it's completely different UI and app store. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot. Um, what can I say there? You know, Dell, Dell got out of it. Um, not surprised HP is getting out of it. Um, you know, the companies that are doing well in Android tablets as well as they could maybe do are Samsung, obviously, sure. because of their sort of phone and tablet heritage. And, and and the fact that they kind of own Android. I mean, Google legally owns Android, but Samsung kind of owns Android. When you think of Android, most people kind of think Samsung. Uh, and Lenovo, believe it or not, uh, I believe is doing really well in Android tablet sales for some of its, you know, it's got some very inexpensive tablets. Sure. So that's a very inexpensive stuff. It also has some things that actually, um, you know, like some of those, some of those like little yoga tablets that they have uh, actually are really quite nice. The ones that have, look like a little binder because they've got the, mm-hmm. they've got that little uh, cylinder on the side. Actually, those get fantastic battery life. Uh, so, you know, those are a couple of examples of of success. Uh, but you know, the road is littered with uh, with failure. I mean, I guess Asus is probably doing okay in the space. Acer because they just make a lot of cheap stuff, but it's it's a cheapo commodity, right? Uh, can you think of any? Any other companies we might see follow suit on this? I think someone that's a PC company. But see, Asus and Acer. And Lenovo. And Lenovo. Not really sure that they're ready to, like, give up the ghost. They've actually been sort of innovating a little bit in this space. I would say Acer, but Acer likes things that are cheap commodities. So, uh, you know, they're... if they continue to produce uh, small devices, uh, Windows continues to be free for them. Yeah. Uh, so, mm, I don't know. I mean, would Asus get out of it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Toshiba, I think, already is out of it. I think um, you're right. Toshiba's out of most of most things, <laughs> to, to be honest. That's true. Um you know, they're they're kind of Which is such a shame because I've always really liked their PRT. Yeah, they're you know, they're really I don't know, last I think they I, I don't have this officially or anything from them. I just it seems like you don't see a lot of new product from them, you don't yeah. see a lot of new things coming from them. Um so mm. But I, I, they were never that big in the Android tablet space anyway. They had a couple of entries, not a lot. But the majority mm. of the stuff they produced was in the Windows space anyway. So, hmm. I mean, I guess eventually you might see someone like, ah, you know what? I'm going to make a prediction of who's going to get out of it. Okay. And you will be surprised. I think Google will get out of it. Okay. I think Google will not release, will, well, you know what? I don't know. I think they will certainly tamp down on their release of Nexus tablets. Okay. 
I think um, it hasn't been that big a success. The Pixel C has been kind of annoying. I think now that they're bringing Android apps to um, Chrome to Chromebooks, you know, I think they see the value in phones with Android. Maybe they're not going to do. Maybe they won't do ta- any more Android tablets. I don't know. That's just a a guess. It's it's an interesting guess and one that I'm not entirely surprised by the theory on because uh, you know there's been some snooping into Chrome OS and some interesting support that's been found for touch and things behind the scenes that aren't uh, entirely public yet. So it's possible that they may actually get out of Android but try to push Chrome OS that direction. So who knows? You can never quite predict Google's actions in general. Yep. They always seem like a bit of a surprise. But anyway, so that makes two, uh, two players in the space pulling away, but both of them being sm- kind of smaller players in the Android space, much bigger players in the Windows space. So it, it makes sense that, you know, you go where you're, uh, where you're not where your allegiances lie, but where your uh, expertise lies. Dell and HP yep. are longtime Windows partners. It makes sense that you would put your efforts into a platform that you're already familiar with. Yep. So. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Monster Products. The headphones on my head. Right now, the Monster Elements available uh, right now. Cool thing about them is, as you can see, I have them corded, but I can also use them Bluetooth. So when uh, your next phone comes out and may not have a headphone jack on it, no problem. You can still use your wonderful elements. Uh, if you're a big fan of, uh, of Ghostbusters, a whole line of products uh, with the official licensed Ghostbusters logo, of course, not everybody wants full over the ears. Some people want on ears. Some people want in ear. Not a problem. The Clarity HDs are a wonderful in ear. The Entunes are a pretty good on ear. The DNA Pros are another version of an over the ear. There's a little bit of everything. You can get them wired and wireless and all sorts of styles and shiny or matte. Basically anything to fit your style you can find by going to f5live.tv monster. And that music means that it is time for the Pilch Point with online editorial director of Laptop Magazine and Tom's Guide, Avram Pilch. Avram, there you are. Yes. <laughs> Excited to be here as always, telling people what not to do. <laughs> so. Are you a big fan of telling people what not to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, now unfortunately, they usually, or fortunately for them, they usually don't listen to me. But you know, every now and again, I get my four-year-old to listen. Not <laughs> well, often. Well, you know what? That's almost more impressive. Every now and again. So, 
usually I usually I have to bribe him with some type of technology access. Um, but fair enough. Ah, but I, anyway, I think this week uh, is a great time to talk about. We're on the cusp between summer and fall, uh, and this is a great time to talk about what you shouldn't buy. Sure. So people are going back to school. They're they're buying stuff for back to school. Holiday season is coming up soon. Um, so, you know, people are going to want to buy things. People always want to buy things. There are going to be sales. But, and when you really need something, you really need it. Like, if, you're, if you drop your phone in the toilet and it's destroyed, like, you need a new phone. You can't wait three months to see what's new because you'll be phoneless. Uh, you know, so... Understand that if you need something, the right time to buy it is always right now. But then there, then there's a circumstance that a lot of people are in where they say, mm, I have a phone, it's pretty okay, but boy, it's getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> or I have a computer, it's, it's pretty, it's serving my needs, but uh, I wish it were a little bit faster. I like one that was last longer in a charge or something like that. So in the world of phones right now, I have to say, no matter what kind of phone you're looking for, unless you're in that toilet dropping situation, don't buy. Don't do it. Um, because we will, we expect just a whole new world of stuff coming out in the next couple of months. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Uh, if you can do me a favor, I'm going to have to step away from the microphone for just a moment because uh, we have a tech problem that's about to crop up. So... Just talk. Okay, I will just talk. So, you know, one of the things that so there's no matter what phone platform you're into, whether you're into iPhone or you're into Android or you want Windows Phone, um, I don't know about BlackBerry, but who's into BlackBerry at these at this point? Um, there's something new coming very soon, and it could really change the experience. Uh, obviously, we expect new iPhones to come in September. The um, New iPhones tend to come every September, uh, so the old ones will get less expensive uh, if they don't go off the market. The new the new versions could have all kinds of new features, new forms of security, Touch ID, etc. I cannot imagine why you wouldn't wait a month or so to find out what the new iPhone is if you want an iPhone. Now, if you want Android. There's some tempting devices out there. The new Galaxy Note 7 is coming this month, uh, and that has, you know, has pretty good performance, and it's got a nice screen. But here's what it doesn't have. It doesn't have Android Nougat. It doesn't have the newest version of Android that is coming out very soon. Well, clearly, um, it there's no timetable for it to receive Nougat. So... If you buy a new phone today that is not coming with Nougat, you may not see Nougat for six months. You may not see it for a year. You may never see it. So my advice, wait until about October, November time frame. I would, would be surprised if Google does not launch its new Nexus phone at that point, and then we see... Uh, what the timetable is for other phones getting Nougat and new phones coming out with Nougat. Uh, why do you want the latest Android? Well, it's got new things like built-in multitasking and 
as as it stands with Android, you need to, you know, you you really want to have the latest if you can. And the other th reason that you want the latest is because hopefully it will be compatible with Daydream, which is the new VR platform that Google is launching. So you want to make sure that you are future-proof. Why should you care about future VR stuff now in 2016 that you may not be using for a while? Well, you're going to hold on to your phone for over two years. The average person is holding on to their phone now for 29 months. So, so it is a long-term commitment when you buy a phone. You really, really want to... You really, really want to future-proof yourself if you're going to spend that kind of if you're going to spend good money on the phone. Finally, there's Windows Phone, and uh, for those who like Windows Phone, there's a long-rumored Surface Phone coming from from Microsoft that could change the game. So I would wait for that. HP also has their phone coming out uh, shortly, but I don't think that's in mass production yet. And that is made specifically for docking with Continuum. But I really uh, would wait uh, if I wanted a Windows phone to see what Microsoft does next, because Microsoft is clearly going to define what the next phase of that platform is. And they, they certainly have kind of all along. Uh, even when Nokia was the, the branded device that was coming out, it was, it was Microsoft that was helping to define the specs on which uh, we were focusing, right? Um, they, the partnership there was, was a tight one. So it was, always, uh, it was always Microsoft who was pushing what the device looked like. And then, you know, what they did with the Surface, you know, the, the device sitting in front of me right now, you know, they, they put this thing out and they changed the types of computers that were running Windows by doing it and uh, like they pushed the industry to the point where Apple had to essentially imitate the surface to keep yep. the iPad relevant. And um, I don't know if you've seen the new iPad commercial. I didn't know it was an iPad commercial. I thought it was a surface commercial because of the way they talked about it uh, because they never mentioned iPad. So I heard it and I'm like, oh, that's a weird Microsoft ad. And I, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Microsoft putting out a flagship because the 950 and the 950 XL were not that. Microsoft putting out a true flagship will push the Windows Phone platform. Yep. Uh, and I also think it's, I mean, if you need, you know, if you need a Surface get or a Surface Book, get them now. But we we do think that there's probably there's a lot of rumors floating around that there's going to be new surfaces and new surface book later this year yeah and the new surface book the rumor is it's not going to have that annoying gap in it where you have the hinge now and you fold it down you see there's that little like hole uh -huh. in the uh, near the hinge yeah which looks which i can't stand the look of so <laughs> i i feel like if there's a hole in your notebook there's a problem so like you, if you've had notebooks, and I've seen a bunch of these in cheaper notebooks, we've seen a, some Acers had it, um, where when you open the notebook up, up, there's so much space between the lid and the base that you can actually stick a, a ballpoint pen in between them. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a mark of cheapness. Like, you couldn't just buy the plastic to put... I mean, so 
I think them getting rid of the gap, I mean, while not absolutely essential, is is good. Um, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully we will see some um, some real innovation. And the last thing you want when you invest in, in an expensive piece of technology like your everyday phone or your everyday laptop uh, is a month or two later to have buyer's remorse. Yeah. Uh, because people are holding on to their stuff longer and longer for very good reasons, you know it's 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 expensive. The gap of quality between one generation and the next is not that great that you're going to say I'm going to upgrade every year or every two years. So you might as well wait to make that splash. Totally agreed. And. Uh... As we have learned kind of year after year, this is the time of year, like you said, to avoid these certain products because it will not be long before that buyer's remorse kicks in. Yeah. I mean, also of, also of note, um, IFA, the IFA show is coming um, around August 31st. That's a major trade show in Germany. And usually there's a lot of product announcements around that time. Very true. So we rec- we're recommending, if you can, to hold off on these purchases. But of course, if you can't, uh, Laptop Mag is always a great place to uh, find out what your best choices are right now. Yes. And if you're interested in your best choice for a phone, we actually cover that on tomsguide.com. Uh, best choices for a laptop. We cover that on laptopmag.com and tablets there too. Uh, and, you know, the best time is always when you really need it. But sometimes you can wait. Absolutely. Well, as always, Avram, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about important topics like this. For this segment, uh, we will see you next week, but you will be around for the rest of the show. Always a pleasure. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Origin. We'll start as we always do with our free games because Origin always has an on the house. Right now, uh, you can pick up Nox for free, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Origin Access because it is, I believe, the best deal in PC gaming for $4.99 a month you get unlimited play of all of the games in the vault. Now, that does, we're not talking about old retired games that they're giving you for free or for $5 a month. We're talking about games like Mass Effect 3 and 7 uh, Deluxe Edition, FIFA 16, Unravel, Battlefield 4 Premium Edition. Today, right now, there are 36 titles in the vault. The titles are kind of always changing, uh, but you can probably find something that's for you because you've got you know plants versus zombies garden warfare and titanfall so kind of the full spectrum available for you so to sign up you can go to f5live.tv slash origin obviously that same link will also get you your free game which i recommend getting the free game because 
you know, whether you're going to play it or not, maybe sometime down the line, a friend will or whatever. It's yours forever. Anyway, so um, we know that Microsoft has made a big deal about their uh, Play Anywhere uh, gaming, the ability to purchase a game one time, play it on your PC or your Xbox One. It's really one of my favorite things about Windows 10 coming to uh, the Xbox One. My favorite thing is that Cortana is now in charge of the Xbox One, which I think is appropriate, but whatever. Uh, but the Play Anywhere is really a cool capability. And um, there's been a hole in the capability. Um, if, if a game developer really wants to take advantage of PC gaming in certain gaming categories, the ability to do spectating is essential because without the ability to do spectating, there's no ability to do professional gaming broadcasts. And without that, the game can never be considered for, let's say, uh, TBS's E-League and things like that. It, it simply can't be considered because it can't be broadcast in any useful way. Well, the Play Anywhere games have not had any uh, access to something like that until potentially this week. Microsoft purchased a company called Beam that uh, makes that capability possible. With, without a doubt in my mind, uh, this purchase has everything to do with making Play Anywhere games uh, professional gaming and professional broadcasting ready, uh, which I think is essential for getting certain game developers to stop uh, insulting the Play Anywhere uh, capability and instead start to support it. As we have seen uh, over the, just over the last couple of weeks, uh, a number, uh, well, one game developer in particular who has had some very uh, negative things to say about Microsoft and their gaming ambitions, in particular that their goal is to uh, destroy um, Steam, which is insane. But whatever. I think this is a big move for Microsoft. I think it's an important move for Microsoft. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously Twitch is huge. So does this put them into position to compete with Twitch, do you think? Uh, I don't think this has as much to do with Twitch because with Twitch, okay, so kind of. So not in competition with, but in line for. Um, with Twitch, a lot of what you watch, uh, not all of, because there's some professional broadcasts on there, including TBS's E-League during the week, uh, the preliminaries are broadcast on Twitch. So, um, but the majority of what you watch on Twitch is you're watching a particular player play a game. And so you're watching their point of view. But when you're watching like a tournament, uh, I don't think I will verify with him later, but I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. My brother um, does some of this and is working as a spectator, which does not mean what it sounds like, and I'll explain in a second. <laughs> He's working as a spectator uh, for E-League in their next season uh, for Overwatch. Basically, what that means is uh, with the spectator capability, he can pick anywhere in the game. and He can change perspectives. 
So he can view, you know, if you're playing, if you're dealing with a game that's four on four, he can choose the perspective of which of the eight players to view from at any given time, which is not what you normally get on Twitch. You're getting the perspective of the person whose stream you're watching. Uh, but in this capability, so for TBS, uh, for E-League, they have the ability to watch any of the eight players or zoom out to the wide shot and show all of the map at once. Uh, so that is what the spectating capability is. Now, as just a human being in some of these games, you can do that too. You can go and you can spectate a game and watch from any perspective you want to. And the Play Anywhere games did not have that capability, at least not in a in a universal way. Where Whereas so much of the stuff, like on Xbox Live, has a universal way to interact with Microsoft services so that you don't have to rewrite it. Matchmaking, for example. Why should everybody have to write their own matchmaking engine? That's not a gaming thing. That's an analytic and statistics thing. Who cares? That's not what a game developer wants to build, right? So let Microsoft deal with that and whatever. Spectating isn't necessarily what what Activision wants to build or what Blizzard wants to build. They want to build an awesome game, so let somebody else take care of the, the grunt work of building a, a spectating engine, and that is where this purchase comes in. I think. Well, that's good. I mean, I think it's it finally starts to give Microsoft some parity with the you know, with the steams of the world. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good for anything that, you know, promotes more professional gaming. Yeah. Uh, is, is good, good for gaming is good for tech, you know, no, and right now is good no for complaints. my family as you know, that's what my brother has gotten into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It's, uh, it's amazing to me how many people want to watch gaming, you know, I don't fully get it myself. Uh, but my, but, you know, I kind of learned some of these things from my son because we cannot get, you know, unlock. We have a really hard time unlocking some things and some games that he wants to unlock. And, you know, we put on and he's like, show me a video of this. And I pull up YouTube and there's somebody like using the character that he could unlock in his Sonic, in his, in his Sonic racing game. Got it. And he'd rather watch the video sometimes than actually play. And, you know, so when when the idea of watching gaming first started to take off a number of years ago, I was very confused by it. I did not understand it. And um, somebody, I, in fact, I think it might have been Alante, um, said something that I now hear online often from people who enjoy it. They said, but how is it any different than watching football on Sunday you're watching somebody else play a thing. Huh. Fair enough. I don't have any interest in that either. But I understand that there is a lot of interest in watching, you know, football on Sunday. Except that you could not go and play football by yourself in a stadium well, with you, the pads. You also couldn't go play... Uh, let's say overwatch at the at the level that these people do and you can't play overwatch by yourself because it's a team game as well so i there i understand where that comes from somebody can be 
very into something, but not either able to or interested in playing that particular game, whether it be soccer or football or baseball or Overwatch or Counter-Strike or whatever, I could buy that. I'm not interested in playing or watching any of those things um, because they're, they're just not within my realm of interest. But okay, fine. People find in enjoyment in watching people play something at a level that they cannot do that. Okay, sure. Whatever. If that makes them happy, that makes them happy. Great. That's so that was what Alante, I think it was Alante once told me and I'm like, okay, I can buy into that. I'm not interested in doing any of that, but you are and whatever. And apparently a lot of people are cuz Twitch is huge. Yep, it, it is it is absolutely a big deal. Uh, who picked up Twitch? Was it Amazon? Google put in a bid and lost, so Amazon picked it up? I think so. So, I mean, for Amazon to be interested in picking up the service, obviously it has a pretty major cultural value. No, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. So, and, and this will allow Microsoft uh, games or games to come on the Microsoft platform, on the Play Anywhere platform, uh, to not only be first-person broadcastable, but professionally broadcastable as well, which I think will keep them from being limited in their their appeal to third-party developers. Obviously, the Play Anywhere stuff is incredibly interesting from first-party because Microsoft needs to make it attractive, but I think something like this is going to make it third-party attractive as well. This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Rift Tracks. Make fun of movies or, you know, let the professionals do it for you because that's what they get paid to do. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best. Making fun of movies from blockbusters to um, attack from space. They have a little bit of everything. The way it normally works is for three or four dollars, you download the MP3. Played along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever the movie happens to reside, and laugh. Uh, they also have some short films. Basically, what they've taken is the uh, educational films in black and white, and they do the same thing to them because some of them are horrifying, like the film about springs. Um, that character is one of the scariest things I've ever seen, and it was supposed to be some sort of an industry in, uh, informational film. <sighs> anyway, you can find those as well, and they also do live events. We have one this week, August 18th, with an uh, uh, encore showing on August 23rd. It will be Mothra in select theaters nationwide. Abram's been excited about this for a little while. Uh, so to find out what theaters Mothra is playing in, what short films you can purchase, and what movies uh, they have ruined, you can go to f5live.tv slash rifttracks with an X. Although I don't know. Ruined may not be the right word. Um, Enhanced. They, they make Sharknado not just watchable, but hysterical. <laughs> so that is saying a lot. Um, 
Anyway, so a topic that uh, Avram and I are passionate about is uh, advertising. Obviously, both of us have high-level positions at online uh, publications that rely on advertising, hence the ad we just did um, to keep our lights on. And there are lots of lights in this room, for example. Uh, we rely on online advertising to, uh, to keep the lights on. And so it is a topic near and dear to our hearts. And uh, obviously it is for Facebook as well, because, you know, you can take our publications and the top three that you can think of and combine them and the cost to keep them up and running will not come anywhere near what it takes to keep Facebook's lights on, let alone their servers and developers and all of the things that keep that and Instagram and all the other crazy things they own together. Um, and so for Facebook, it is a big deal as well. Uh, this week they attempted, they gave a valiant effort to um, thwart the ad blockers and it lasted almost 48 hours before Adblock Plus uh, put out an update that got around it again. You got to give Adblock Plus credit. They're a clever development house. Did I ever tell you about the time I met with one of their executives? <laughs> yes. I don't know if I told the audience, though. Yeah, I, I met with one of their executives last year because I've written a number of, I'll make no bones about it, I've written a number of articles that are very critical of ad blocking. And they are the number one ad blocker, I think. Yes. Uh, there's Adblock and Adblock Plus, which are completely different companies. I think Plus, I think by virtue of its name, Plus does better or whatever. Anyway, they they think, uh, you know, they talk the talk. They think that what they're doing is going to help the industry by getting rid of the worst abuses. Uh, of advertising the problem is who who decides what the worst abuses are um they they decide and then they also make a fair amount of money by having people pay them to be on the white list so you know i i don't think what the internet industry needs right now is somebody coming in and trying to decide what ads do and, and don't don't work other than the consumers themselves who can vote by not interacting with the ads or leaving the websites. Like it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, how you can, can vote with your feet um, not to, or, you know, your browser not to visit a website that has an ad that's too obtrusive or to leave. Like, People track this very, you know, people who run websites track this very intently. Oh, yeah. If they see a drop in traffic, hey, we started to run this ad. The ad results are dropped in traffic. Great. Ad blockers don't do that. Ad blockers block everything. So right. people, so basically, if you're blocking ads, well, we're just kind of writing you off like you're, you're, you're viewing our stuff and we're getting nothing. Uh -huh. Now, one of the, uh, one of the possibilities that, um, most publications, and I assume Facebook falls into this, um, I don't know, belief, policy, whatever you want to call it, too, is, gee, we don't want to block the, 
we could block the people who are running ad blockers so that you know we don't try to get around their ad blocker we just don't show them anything like we show them a message that says sorry you can't visit facebook uh unless you turn off your ad blocker or sorry you can't visit our website unless you turn off your ad blocker there haven't been many sites to try that yeah um unfortunately nobody wants to be the one to risk it uh-huh because that's negative publicity people they still want people using their site. They don't want pe- to turn people off, so they want to use moral suasion to get people to, you know, turn off their ad blockers. I think that Facebook, being the essential site that it is, is not going to lose users by doing this. Should put out, should do exactly that. Facebook should they say could, they could be the guys to actually accomplish it. They could. Who's going to stop using Facebook? Because also, you know, quite frankly, I don't use ad blockers because I think it's wrong. I use Facebook a lot, maybe too much, and I don't see any ads on there that are that are really annoying. Like, no. you know what annoying is? Annoying is when the ad pops up and you can't close it for thirty seconds, and even oh. then, you just have to kind of say the serenity prayer over it and move on, and like you view the content or you don't. But what does Facebook have? They have a few ads down the side. They have some sponsored posts in there. What's the big deal? Get over it. Holy cow. How, how do you think they're going to pay the bills? You're not paying for Facebook. Right. Somebody's got to pay for something. What's the big deal? I, even some of the ads I see there are kind of relevant. Like for right? once, they're not just not just garbage, not just like not just things that are designed to, I don't know, sell me some type of weird like skin lotion or whatever like it. <laughs> You know, although it, I will say for myself, since I uh, I started doing some lists for you, um, yeah. the ads I see on Facebook occasionally go a little sideways on me. <laughs> but yes, in general, the ads that I see are definitely are are relevant, are things that I want to see. Now, you know, sometimes for a week I'll see nothing but ads for laptop stands or you know docking stations but in general uh the stuff that i see on there is is relevant stuff to me at least that's i mean that's semi-relevant and it ought to be relevant to you would think that it was relevant to you because you were looking at it a lot but but you know i mean if you look at the bottom of any web page some of the things that they have like i don't know i've seen some that have pictures of like intestinal parasites in there like it's gross. Yeah. Like Facebook is Facebook gives you stuff that's pretty relevant. Frankly, Facebook Facebook success in the advertising realm is very uh, is kind of a threat to a lot of web publishers because yeah. it's like, wow, Facebook is really desirable. Advertisers love it. It's so targeted, and people are there, and it's immersive. So yeah, block your Facebook ads. Just don't block ours. Um, <laughs> You know, but 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 ser- but seriously, uh, Facebook could be a leader here and and block the blockers. So could Google. True. Actually, what Google could do, there's this is very. I mean, I was a little off talking, but that's okay. This is a really simple solution. Google could put an end to ad blocking tomorrow if it want. Google and Microsoft could put an end to ad blocking tomorrow if they did not allow ad blockers in their extension store. But they do, 
Google does allow, if you look in the Chrome Web Store, you will find a bunch of ad blockers, including Adblock Plus. Uh-huh. Adblock Plus is now one of the first few extensions you can get for Edge. It was They're the, allowing... It was, the, it was the first third party available. I don't understand. It's like you're playing both sides in a war. Like... You're Microsoft. Mike, doesn't Microsoft publish things and run ads? Why would you try to do this? Right. You're Google. You you run ads. You know. So I mean, I I think that um, you know I think actually Google is one has been rumored to be one of the places that's actually paying for their ads to get through uh, the blocker. But that's really I mean these companies could take a stand. Um, I wish they would. Me too. It's, it's very odd. I don't think anyone would give up using Edge browser or Chrome browser if suddenly their ad blocker was gone. I agree. And as uh, some of our viewers know, I've spent some time writing a bit of a manifesto that's out in the wild right now. I don't. I'm not going to advertise it until I'm done writing it. But I've been on and off when I get. When one of these topics shows up and I start getting mad about it again, I go write another paragraph or six. And at some point I'll be done and I'll publish it. But yeah, I. Uh, yeah. There are, there are two choices. You either have the free web, which is what exists today and it's advertiser supported, or services start to shut down or go behind a paywall and people aren't going to like that anymore. You know what was really frightening too, just to add this, when I was talking to the guy from, I, f- I forget his name, but he came to my office, he had the guts to come talk to me in a nice <laughs> civil conversation. Um, you know, he told me that their technology could be used and, you know, they have successfully in the lab used it to block ads that are not web ads. They've used it to block video pre-roll ads and things like that. Okay. So... If you think you're safe just because you're, you know, not running an ad on, on a web page. Oh, and he also, I think, said that ads within apps they could also target. Yeek. So, so now I know, yeah. I know you that they can kill, uh, pre, mid, and post roll ads because uh, if you're using it on the browser and you go to Hulu when you've got, when your ad supported a huge message comes up. Yep. And I think YouTube does the same thing. I don't know because like you, I do not use them, (laughs) but, uh, I, there was a, there was a point where there was a glitch inside of Chrome or something where, uh, Hulu ads would occasionally choke and the message would come up anyway. So anyway, uh, yeah. So the only, if you're doing video, the only way you can do it is the way we do it where there's no marking for pre pre mid or post. So This week's DRM Not Included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Groove. Entirely not 
ad-supported groove music. Uh, 40 plus million tracks available for $9.99 a month. Uh, you can stream as much as you want. You can download as much as you want on up to three devices so that when you got get on an airplane or go to the gym and your reception uh, sucks, no big deal. You can still listen to your music. Uh, like I said, 40 million plus tracks. You can use it anywhere you want. Windows, Windows Phone, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, iOS, Android, and just in your web browser. You can basically use it whenever, however you want. And we've got a 30-day free trial for you right now, which you can get by going to f5live.tv slash groove. Speaking of ad-supported, uh, Hulu's free service, of which we were partially just speaking, um, is has been a big part of their offering for a while. Uh, it's It was where they started originally, and uh, then there was Hulu and Hulu Plus. Uh, about a year ago, they dropped the Plus from the paid version of their service, indicating to me, apparently not to everybody, but indicating to me that at some point the free option would change or go away or something. A lot of places have reported this week that Hulu's free option has gone away. And while kind of that is true, kind of it is not. Uh, under the Hulu brand, you will no longer be able to access any shows without a subscription, but Yahoo, uh, which is a company I did not think that we would be talking about new product launches with any time in the near future uh, is launching a new product called Yahoo View that allows you to watch the last five episodes of many network shows for free, ad-supported, and if that sounds familiar, it's because it is. It is exactly the Hulu free service, and Yahoo View is powered by Hulu. So... Hulu's free service is not going away at all. In fact, it is being rebranded to Yahoo View. So if you were freaked out about Hulu dropping their free subscription tier, do not worry. Uh, Yahoo has you covered with Hulu's free subscription tier. <laughs> so that's good for a lot of people. Um, personally, I am subscribed to Hulu because I occasionally go on uh, Hell's Kitchen binge watches where I'll watch all 15 seasons like while I'm working in just a couple of weeks season 10 in particular uh, because people who know me know that Chef Christina who won that season is somebody that we've met uh, a couple of times and so there's a personal connection there but uh, yeah I will occasionally like just binge that one and it's only available on Hulu so Anyway, I subscribed to the thing, but for a long time I didn't. I used just the free uh, service, which uh, I know a lot of people still do. A lot of when this thing came out, oh boy, did people share the oh my god! I can't believe this is happening on Facebook. Ooh, that was where I learned about this first, and people were freaking out. And I got to go in there and calm them down. Don't worry, don't worry. It's not really going away. Yahoo View is the new <laughs> Hulu free. You're fine, but. You know, like we talked about last week, Hulu is changing who they are and what they want to do under their brand. They're, you know, they've got the the ad free subscription. They've added uh, Showtime option to their thing. They're adding uh, 
live streaming to their thing. Like they're really going for the subscription model and it doesn't make it makes sense to me. It doesn't surprise me all that much that they would want to push that to somebody else's brand. And Yahoo seems like the place to put it right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's smart. It it, it uh, gets rid of the confusion. Although some of us will remember Quickster that was supposed <laughs> to get rid of some confusion between Netflix DVDs and streaming. Yeah, I don't know that that's what that was supposed to do. Oh, okay. I, I can't imagine that there was a way that that was going to unconfuse people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But... Uh, Anywho, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's uh, definitely something where you finally are getting some value. Um, uh, Yahoo's finally launching something interesting just as they're being acquired. Right. Um, but on the other hand, maybe that's maybe that's something that Verizon wants to see. Like, you don't want to acquire a place and just have it sit still. Sure. You know, this is... Stagnation is never good for the web. No, I mean, that's actually really, you know, it could actually do something for Yahoo, right? Mm -hmm. And didn't Yahoo just announce that their messenger, they're killing it officially? Oh, I I did not see that. Uh, That's possible that they made that announcement, but I I didn't hit that. Um, I think I saw something about that. Maybe maybe, I may be hallucinating, but I'm I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I saw something. We were just talking the other day about how, you know, that's kind of been stagnating. So I think anyway, whatever it is, Yahoo is pairing out some things that are old. And, uh, you know, maybe what they want to be known as for the next generation of Yahoo is like, hey, we're this, you know, we're where you can watch some TV. So... And and then, you know, if they're smart, they'll use it to promote their other content. Oil traders prepare fond farewells to Yahoo Messenger as it shuts down this month. Yeah, that's what I read. What does the oil what does oil have to do with Yahoo Messenger? I have to read <laughs> There's two stories with titles like that back to back. Yes, it's it was J.R. Ewing's favorite. Sure. Um I don't, there's certain certain pro. I'll never understand, but there's certain programs that are popular in certain industries. Um, why Yahoo Messenger would be the one that was popular with oil traders is is beyond me. But you know, Word you know WordPerfect is still extremely popular with lawyers. Like that's the cottage industry for WordPerfect now. That hurts my head. So. <laughs> As WordPerfect is to lawyers, I guess Yahoo Messenger is to oil traders. Wow. Yeah, August 31st. Hmm. It's, uh... here. Here's a story that somebody could do. I don't know if anyone would read it, but, uh, but we could do it. Um, you know, <laughs> top 10, um, you know, messaging, ancient messaging services that still exist today. Fair enough. You know, I I kind of just wrote the uh, the intro paragraph in my head. <laughs> you know, we we revealed the other day that ICQ still exists, right? So, which um, was a shocker. Does Amwell's Messenger still exist? Yes. Well, there you go. Interesting. So. That could actually be kind of fun. Anyway, so yeah, um, I guess the takeaway from this is. If you are a Hulu free subscriber, do not worry. The service is just moving over to Yahoo. Now, will it be 
all the same shows for sure. I don't know. Uh, there has not been that much information revealed about it. Um, but in the same kind of breath that Hulu said, uh, we are retiring our free service, they also said uh, Yahoo View is launching powered by Hulu, and it's the same service. So, well, no worries. Good news for Yahoo. Good news for people who like to watch um, TV. I wonder, with Hulu recently, I think it's been hard to... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's been hard to view Hulu outside of the web browser if you weren't getting the Pro. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the the app is only for paid subscribers. And I think the same thing with like the app for Roku and, and mm -hmm. other devices, right? Yes. So I wonder if that changes with this. That would be a big improvement it could, for a lot it's, of people. It certainly could be. And since you know Yahoo is kind of known lately for... Uh, apping their services uh it would be a little like even uh the yahoo what was the yahoo i don't know the video service that they have that they put the saturday night live stuff under and uh all all of katie couric's videos and stuff uh that has apps on most of the platforms and it's a free service so it would not be terribly surprising if yahoo made yahoo view available uh pl on platforms for free so yeah that would be a huge enhancement to the service yep so this could be better for free subscribers than even what hulu is doing yeah so. if hulu allows it i mean they, they may view that as a differentiator that you they want people to pay for fair enough That's our show. We appreciate uh, anybody who's been joining us live for joining us. If you are not joining us live, that's okay. Uh, you can do it in the future by going to f5live.tv slash join us. You can chat with us in the studio and talk about the topics as we talk about them. I would like to point out that I got a pretty wonderful comment uh, this evening. Uh, you have the best voice. So... Well, that's true. That Thank you, Aaron. Good. You broke up there. You said that almost goes without saying. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you're we'd love to have people join us uh, live in this in the chat room. And uh, if not, that's okay. You can subscribe by going to f5live.tv slash. Nope, just f5live.tv and clicking the subscribe buttons over on the right hand side. Uh, all of our shows are available for subscription there, including both of the ones that happened uh, in the last hour. Uh, I forgot to check to ensure that I was correct earlier that next week is our weird show. I am fairly certain that it is. Yes. Uh, next week, we will not be in the studio because it is MizuCon in Miami, we will be uh, doing a 3000 Brigade co-show from the convention at some point, probably not live. So next week, don't expect us to be in the chat room. But after that, we will be back to normal for a little while, although we've got some events coming up over the next couple of months. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you're going to be in the Miami area, you should definitely come check out MizuCon because Saturday night at 7 p.m. will be the 11th 
3000 Brigade show, uh, and it'll be pretty wonderful. I know just enough about it to know that it sounds like it's going to be my new favorite uh, installation, which is pretty impressive because my current one has stood for like six years. Uh, so if you're going to be in the area, definitely come check out uh, MizuCon. If not, the show will show up uh, at some point in the future. It usually takes a long time because we want you to be there live. Anyway, so we will not be live next week. We will be back the week after that. On behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we will see you back in two weeks. Ciao.